Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. I'm Beck. I'm Siri. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey, this is Ashley from Team Serious Tri Club. In tonight's chat, Beck talks all about the off-season, how much time to take off, what kind of workouts to focus on, and when to build back up. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the off-season. It's got to be off-season, right? Because World Champs 70.3 has just finished. Usually that means it's a wrap. Ironman's finished. It was before the 70.3. Really odd. But... It's a season wrap for me. I think it is anyway. So who else thinks like, well, I'll wait for people to join, but who else thinks that the season's done? I feel like this is time for downtime. It doesn't mean to stop training altogether, but I think it is definitely time to kick back, relax, and enjoy yourself. Um, And if you're watching this on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you are, um, Becky, I hope I gave you enough time. (laughs) <laughs> to get me on Instagram. Yep, she gave me the thumbs up. She's awesome. Thank you, Becky Not You're the best. Um, all of this stuff you see going on, my amazing Becky has the one that helps create all of this. She's just amazing. She's like my right arm. Couldn't do it without her. So we're talking all things off-season, you guys. And for all my Tri-Club members that are on there and my squatters, we have an amazing ambassador um, program uh, package available for everybody, an early bird kind of special for just our members, and I'm going to let you guys know what that is, and it's you cannot beat this deal in the whole of the world. So if you can, let me know, and we'll give it to you for free, but I can guarantee you if you're listening and you've seen all the ambassador packages floating around and the team packages floating around, this one is going to blow your socks off. Hold on to your socks because it is the best, absolutely the best package you can possibly offer with coaching, training plan, a tri-kit, and access to huge discounts on all of our plans. And we came up with it over the last few months and we're really excited about it. So we're going to be talking about off-season tonight and all things off-season, including training. And one thing I have to like really drill in here is that a lot of the athletes think they can just take two months and do nothing and you know then it's going to take at least two months to get back so my biggest tip right now for you guys that are finishing usually we will do say it's a usually the cone is the last race for us but it's a little bit skew if because of covid so this is really technically I, I believe one of the last races on the calendar 70.3 worlds wasn't that amazing uh did not pick um did not pick that russian big russian legend to win he's a big guy and i thought he'd be too tired from kona but he did win Kristen blumenfeld amazing um, and then the women's, of course, unbelievable. Like, wasn't that amazing? I hope you guys all got to watch that. Um, I think my favourite was seeing Paula Finlay get up there on the podium. That was just incredible. But, um, yeah, so good to see Taylor kick butt. She's amazing. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to watch Jeannie, um, our athlete, little Jeannie um, Seymour, get back up there next year and compete. She's going to be amazing. She's one of the most talented and hardworking pros I've ever, ever come across. So, Keep your eyes open for that girl. She's making a comeback this season with Siri, which is awesome. Um, And post your questions, you guys, if you have any. But we're going to talk about off-season training. So usually what we would do is if it's your last race, hopefully most of you are on your last race. Once you've done your last race, we usually recommend two weeks completely off. So two weeks of absolutely nothing. So no swimming, no biking, no running. We let people hike and mountain bike, but preferably really no exercise other than yoga, Pilates, um, hiking, all the stuff that you probably don't like to do because you're so, so swim, bike, run driven. 
we recommend recommend two weeks off completely and then two weeks of no more than one hour, 30 minutes to one hour. And usually try to recommend nothing other than swim, nothing um, swim, bike, run. So, but most people struggle with that. So we say one hour max for two weeks. And that would be definitely not an hour of running every day, an hour of running once a week, a little bit of swimming, a little bit of biking. So that takes you up for about a month. And then literally we start our off-season training. So it's about two weeks off, two weeks, just an hour easy. It's all aerobic, nothing hard at all. And then, so that's a month total. And then that would probably bring you in, say you're starting um, this week, that would bring you right into December 1st. And then it's Christmas and people go a little crazy with their Christmas delights. So um, we keep training usually through, except obviously Christmas Day and New Year's Day, but most people like to go for a run New Year's Day. But we train through Christmas and we do um, sprinkle in a little bit of speed, a lot of strength. And then December, January, if you're planning to do your main races in April, which most Americans are, if you're Aussie, it's a little different. If you're Aussie, you've probably already had your time off and you're starting to get back ready for your January races. But most of us here are US-based. So um, you start to do the more strength stuff in the gym. And that's something that we've really become more accustomed to now with your heavier lifting, obviously, if you're not used to lifting, you would start lighter, but that's when you want to get in your heavier lifting, your heavier, um, uh, all, all your leg exercises, core exercises, um, all your, all your muscle groups that you need supported, which is basically all of them. Um, mostly, mostly legs and core, I would say, but upper body too, for posture, like stuff where you're working on your upper body and mobility, stability, but mostly this is the time to be getting in more of that heavier lifting. But I always recommend doing, the lighter reps first, perfect technique, then build up slowly to the heavier lifting. So that would be something like a drop set um, where you would do like, you know, 12, 8, 4 reps once you're conditioned to that, obviously, and it gets heavier as you go. Or something like three lots of eight reps is, is really a heavier lifting. Now, I recommend someone like Hugh Darnell, who is Ellie Salthouse's strength conditioning trainer. He's amazing. Aaron Carson does some great stuff as well. Um, but uh, that's not my expertise, although I'm personal training background, exercise background, but I really would prefer everyone to look for a specific strength conditioning coach. And there's a couple out there. There's a lot out there, but a couple of really good ones in Aaron Carson and um, Hugh Darnell. And they have actual programs for the off season. A lot of my athletes are on them right now, building up to um, even plyometrics for those that aren't prone to injury. So really heavy lifting, um, starting off light, of course, if you're not used to and going into the heavier lifting. And then that would go on for about four to eight weeks. That will bring you right into about February. So to December, January for us US athletes is where you want to be doing your heavy lifting. And then coming into February, say your first reach is around April. There's usually not any races before then here. When you start to go a little lighter and do more mobility, stability stuff, some a little, still a bit of plyometrics, but I do not recommend um, plyometrics for any of my athletes over about 40, 45, because it's really, it can cause injury and it's a very injury prone type dynamic type stuff when you're doing plyometrics. So um, training wise, um, of course, you're going from say December, if you've had your four weeks, pretty cruisy that I just talked about two weeks off, two weeks, really easy, no hard stuff. Um, this is based on you doing basic, basically the last weekend being your last race. Hopefully you're all having a week off this week um, and then you're having a week easy and then two weeks of just really fun, light stuff. And that would bring you up to December and then you start putting in um, strength work in the swim, bike and run as well. So usually we work a lot of strength in the off season, a lot of aerobic stuff, um, but definitely a lot of strength that will be in the pool. For example, we'll be doing a lot of band work, a lot of paddles work. 
um, a lot of fart leg type work, which was like easy, fast type stuff, like long endurance stuff um, with a little bit of speed, but not a lot of speed. But you also still definitely want to sprinkle in speed there. So one thing I think that people make mistakes with is that they don't sprinkle in any speed work at all and they come back and they get injured because their body's not used to that fast twitch stuff or that really high impact. So for the swim, you do something like once a week, you might do 40, 25s, build one to four. Or if you're a swimmer, you'd go like tw uh, 40 to 60 to 80 to even 125-meter sprints. Um, maybe that's too many. I'd say 40 off in the off-season, 40 to 60, 25-meter sprints. And what we do is three fast, one easy. And we do them on a 30-second cycle. And we do it band only, swim only, paddles only, mix it up like once a week, that's enough to get some speed, right? That's all you really need to be doing because it's not really high heart rate. It's just speed with, if you're a non-swimmer though, obviously you would do maybe building one to four. So 40 to 60, 25s. Start with like 20, 25s, build one to four. This is in swimming. Um, 20, 25s, build one to four, then have a little rest. 20, 25s, build one to four and take about 15 to 20 seconds rest. And that last one sort of flat out. That'll be stuff you could do in the pool. Definitely adding the band work, the paddle work, the long stuff. Um, most of us can't get in open water because it's too cold, but doing a lot of strength work in the pool is really important. Same on the bike. You want to be still, and of course, yeah, your long endurance, like I said, same on the bike. You want to be doing big gear work. This is when you want to be doing your heavy lifting for your quads, glutes, hammies, everything like that. Um, remember to techniques always first, but the big gear stuff is really important as well. So doing big gear work, um, not necessarily have to be in the time trial bars in the off season, but you want to be definitely if you're going to be on your road bike, you want to be on it till about, I would say, eight weeks out, then get back onto your time trial bike. We had a question about mountain bike riding as um, off-season training, and that's great. I would totally recommend that, but I would also recommend not doing it for too long because you still want to um, do it for four to eight weeks. But coming up to about two months out from your first race, you definitely would want to be back on your time trial bike because you've got to get used to your position in the time trial position for racing. It's very different to the seated upright mountain bike and road position so big gear work long endurance stuff um what else obviously the strength work in the gym for the bike um the heavier lifting i recommend having a trainer to work with to do that because technique is so important um and again yeah post your questions i had some written down can't remember what they were sorry you guys i think i'm trying to i think i remembered a couple of them uh, to cover them um and then the run so remember, it's always strength and endurance and sprinkle in a little speed. Oh, the little bit of speed for the bike might be something like a minute flat out, a minute easy, 10 times. You might want to do one session every second week where you're going 30-second max efforts, like just four or five of them with like quadruple the recovery, like a one-to-four rest work rest ratio. So it might be five 30-second max sprints with four minutes 30 easy or three minutes 30 easy. Um, that's enough for the bike or as I said five to six or even up to ten one minute hard one minute easy sprinkle it in or 20 seconds flat out 40 seconds easy a few times that's a good one for cadence as well definitely keep doing your race cadence because you don't want to get stuck in that big gear stuff even when you're doing the big gear strength work um, you still want to recommend doing that at least on a road bike not on a mountain bike because if you're going to be on your trainer because it's hard to get out on the hills here in the snow in Colorado um, but as I said, don't um, don't be on that road bike for too long. You want to be about, you know, two months on your TT bike closer to races. So 
thinking most of us are Americans, that's probably going to be April. Um, okay, what else? Um, who's this? In the offices, we have a question from my amazing athlete, Megan Newman. Um, okay, for the run also, um, I'm going to get to that right now, Megzy. For the run, um, same thing, sprinkle in a little bit of speed. Some of us are stuck on the treadmill all off-season. That's really hard. I would recommend if it's snowing where you are. I don't like running in those hacks. I think that they're, they can be a little dangerous. But when you can run on the hard snow and it's safe or on a road that has obviously been cleared, Try to get outside a little bit because running on the treadmill all year round in winter, it's not great for the body. It's great to do it um, some of the time, but not all of the time. So try to get out and do one run a week or one run every second week on the road if you can or on a trail or um, wherever you can. And again, um, that long stuff, that sp that endurance stuff, that strength stuff um, might be hard to do hills. Some people will have the fortunate not having snow so they can go out and do some hill runs. That's the time to be getting long, slow hill runs, not, not flat out speed work uphill or anything like that, but something really good to do in the off season. Um, same sort of thing as on the bike. You could do like cadence work, like, you know, five to 10, 20 seconds, fast, 40 seconds standing off. And that's just turnovers. Or again, like 10 by one minute is pretty fast, one minute easy, or one minute strong, one minute easy, and build into it with a little bit of speed. Something like that once a week will really help. Um, doing some incline sessions on the treadmill as well where you don't get your heart rate up too high because the idea is to keep the aerobic conditioning, to keep a little bit of speed, not lose any fitness, but still um, you should be getting in the gym and doing stuff, obviously, for your legs as well. So that's going to compromise a little bit of your workout, but now's the time, off-season's the time to do the, the heavier lifting stuff. Um, okay. Megs is asking, thank you, Megan Newman, is the off-season time to build speed or endurance? So I think I just answered that, definitely endurance. Um, the time to build speed is coming into race season, um, probably more close to about, you know, four weeks out and then race season, you're definitely doing a lot of speed. But you want to sprinkle a little bit of speed in, but the problem with speed is, is that you get um, much more likely to get injured. So definitely not the time to focus on um, speed, definitely time to focus on strength and endurance, I would say, purely strength um, and endurance, getting in the gym. Um, for Megs, for you, for someone with a knee niggle, I wouldn't recommend plyometrics, but body weight squats, then adding weights to a squat um, with perfect technique. Um, someone, people with bad knees and bad backs, um, core work for sure, um, but also like a supported um, leg press where you've got to support it where you're supported and you want to make sure your leg position is at 90 degrees when you have your feet on the leg press, um, a hack squat or something where it's supported, not like a free squat or a free heavy squat at least. I'd be doing like body weight squats or a really good one for, for knees um, when you've got bad knees is remember always that 90 degree rule, 90 degrees at the knees. Um, have a Swiss ball against the wall and come down to a squat with your feet out like, like it's a wall squat. Either do it on a wall or do it on a ball. So you've got that supported um, body weight and then start adding um, weight to that once you get really good at that. You can even hold um, against the wall at 90 degrees. Remember, always 90 degrees. Don't have your knees, um, don't have your feet out too far or too close to your body. You want to have that 90 degree angle um, with your leg and the wall, if that makes sense. So great question, Megs, but hopefully that answered that. Um, so that's really it for the swim, bike, run. And then I would say when you're coming into, um, say, four weeks out, you can start adding a little bit more speed, right? Um, maybe even sooner, depending on, but you definitely need a month of pure strength work and endurance, um, at least four weeks. Um, so say your first race is April, you're going to have like January, February of that. And then middle of February to March, if your first race is April, for those six weeks, you're never going to be 
peaking, you, you really shouldn't be if you have a long four-year season. You shouldn't really be peaking for your first race anyway, although sometimes people that's going to be their best race just because um, they've stayed injury-free, they're fresh, um, they're ready to go, they're chomping at the bit. Um, so sometimes that can be, like for me, it used to be my best race, but um, it all depends on you got to clean the cobwebs out. So the first race you're never going to feel, you should, probably won't be feeling um, spiffy or spunky or at your best, but um, usually there's plenty of races. Um, Atsy Gordon in the house. <laughs> That's a freaking funny question. I'm going to answer that, Adam Gordon. I can't believe you're you're watching my live. Yay, Edzy, one of my really closest ever friends in Australia, this guy. Hey, guys, if you want a really good strength conditioning program, we were just talking about Hugh Darnell. Adam, I don't know if you do virtual, but let us know. I can tell you this guy would be even probably better. This guy is amazing. I'm going to say he's going to be better than Hugh Darnell. Hugh, if you don't know, Edzy trains um, Ellie Salthouse, some of the top pros. But this guy, Adam Gordon, he is uh, was an amazing athlete. I do believe he still beat me overall in his Ironman split time. I think it was under 8.39. I can't quite remember. He's freaking fast. Used to win his age group in everything, even got his pro card. If you want a good strength conditioning program, guys, go to this guy. He's brilliant. He's one of the best. He works for ASICS now and um, has his own programs. So, um, Adzi, if you have anything virtual that you do, let us know because I would love to send some people your way. And if you're on the Gold Coast listening, uh, Adam Gordon is in Southport, I believe. Adzi, if you can put your details up and we have some Queenslanders there or some uh, some athletes there um, on the Gold Coast, go to Adam Gordon, you guys. Um, definitely one of the best in the business um, in the whole of Queensland. So, uh, yeah, put your details up, Adam, and uh, we can send some people your way for sure. Um, he's asking, Becky Not is now asking, is there something nutrition-wise that we should be mindful of in the off-season? Yeah, that's a good question, Becky. For you, I think you need to eat more. I think that's what you need to do for sure. Um, but for everybody else, um, you know, we like to, you know, have our sugar and our Christmas treats and our wine, and that's okay in moderation. I would just say, honestly, I don't want to be too strict, but everything in moderation. But it's, it is okay to put in a little bit of body fat in the off-season. I think it's really, really healthy. Um, but, you know, it, you, do be able, you want to be able to kind of have a little bit of self-control. But, you know, Christmas Day and New Year's Day and all of that, I think it's now that's the time to be celebrating. You have to be festive, but um, just make sure you're not festive for too long. Um, it is healthy to put on a couple of pounds of body fat. And if we're talking Becky not, I think you can put on, uh, you can eat what you want because we need to get some weight on you. That would be a good problem to have, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, Adam Gordon is asking, how do I get calves like you? That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to answer that because you're going to make me blush. So these are natural. We did ballet as kids and roller skating, and I think that's how I got big calves. My twin sister has um, bigger calves than me, so there you go. But Adam Gordon, I want to see your – here we go, you guys. Here you go. If you're on the Gold Coast, all right, if you're on the Gold Coast or in Australia and you want a triathlon or specific strength conditioning program, definitely go to www.adzygordon.com. I'm putting it up there. You guys, take this up. Um, I trained with Adam for many years. He used to kick my ass in training. Um, this guy was one of the best age group athletes, got his pro car while he worked full-time and has a little kid as well. So, He's a be all and end all. Adzi, what was your fastest half marathon? I think he's run a 109 or something insane like that. Like the dude is fast, but he also knows what he's doing and he's probably one of the kindest, sweetest souls on the planet. So you really can't beat that. There you go, Adzi. Sorry, I'm glad you're not on because you'll probably be blushing. Um, Masumi, how was 70.3 Worlds? So excited to see you on here. Please give us a little rundown on how it went. I know it's a tough course. Um, 
would love to hear about that. But Masumi's asking, how long should the off-season be? Great question. Um, it could be anywhere, honestly, from four weeks to like 12 weeks. Like that's about where I'm at with my athletes. Adzi, I don't know if you have anything different, but it's usually it can be two to three months. But for actually for us Australians, when I was racing, it was not long because we would come to America, we'd do Kona in October, and then we'd be racing again in January, like my first race. So our off season was less than eight weeks um, because then we're preparing pre, pre-race season sort of like end of December. Um, as I said, January was never really meant to be when we were peaking, but most of the time I was injury-free and doing really well after the time off. So it works. Time off works, even though we're all scared of it. Um, I would say the off-season would usually last for, for my guys right here in the US, this is just US I'm talking about, um, for now saying 7.3 was one of the last races, we would probably have like three months because there's really no races till April. And some of my guys will run the Miami Marathon and some marathons here. But it's really about three months. So the first month you should be just having fun, having two weeks off, two weeks really easy, a month of like building back up again with lots of strength, like I just talked about. I think you missed that part, Masumi, but lots of strength work in the gym and sports-specific strength swim, bike, run with a tiny little bit of speed sprinkled in, but nothing more than a minute or so, 30 seconds, a minute, you know, 25s in the pool, minutes on the treadmill, 20-second turnovers on the treadmill, a few of those, um, and then a few throwing a few hard one minutes on the bike. You could do, you know, just very short stuff, 30-second max efforts, but nothing crazy. Um, over just sprinkle a little little bit of that in. Um, but then, yeah, the next month, start building back into the season with a bit more speed. And then the month before the race, you've got enough time just to add in a little bit more speed with a little bit of longer speed efforts, but you're not going to be doing like proper race pace, full on um, efforts like you would race season, but you're starting to get into those usually for your first race. So hopefully that makes sense, um, Masumi. Um, but let us know if you have any other questions because I see there's a few on here. Um, Azumi, let us know also how you went with your um, with the with the race on the weekend, your 70.3 World Championships. I want to know more about that, please. Um, anyone else got any other questions while we're on here? Do you guys have any sports-specific strength questions while we're on here, while we have Adam on here, pick his brain while you can? Um, anything, let us know. Um, and I can answer them right now. Otherwise, I'll say goodbye. But um, off season, yeah, time to to just really not take a lot of time off, but just um, rejuvenate, rebuild. I was also recommend you guys um, for distance wise wise in the swim. Um, we like to do swim blocks a lot of the time, so we may even do some stuff that we sometimes do. I've given very general um, general sort of knowledge here, but. Um, we might do a four-week or a two, two to four-week swim block for some guys, especially people that are more prone to injury. But that doesn't mean no biking or running. It's usually um, four-week swim block, which would be – Sarah used to do 100 kilometres a week. That's way too much um, for most age groupers. But we might do a swim block where we're doing seven swims a week um, or even five swims for some of my guys. is a lot, five swims a week. And we get up to like 40 kilometres or so. And that's actually not too crazy, um, but we do like say five or six swims and then you just do one bike and run, run. And we might do that for two to four weeks. And then if they have like a big 12-week um, block before the next race, we might then do a bike block 
And then obviously a run block. Doing a run block for too long, there's more chance of getting injury. We might usually do a bike block after the swim block, which might be four to five rides a week with just a couple of swims and a couple of runs. And then the run block, usually I would keep closer to race season, um, which would be four to five runs a week. And most of my guys are only used to three. We're not talking age, uh, pros here. We're talking age groupers where they're really focusing on their run. And that all depends on the individual athlete, like, uh, you know, how prone to injury they are um, and what their weaknesses are. But even as a swimmer, it's good to do swim blocks. So I think that's also something that um, you could do as well. And we have swim blocks available as well. Obviously, you guys, you can buy them. Um, here's a long one. Masumi, thank you. Um, okay, she's asking. She's talking about a race. This is awesome. So Masumi raced 70.3 wheels. is the most beautiful course ever. It was hard, but not soul crushing. Harvest moon was harder due to the freezing conditions. Swim was 45. The water was 62. Bike was 48 well, at the beginning, and it warmed up, and the run was in the 70s. Perfect day with 3,400 of gain. And the bike at 800 on the run. So they're obviously, that's amazing. Thank you, Masumi. Congratulations on qualifying and racing that. That's just amazing. Um, that's so awesome. They must have changed the run because that's not much elevation. It used to be insanity. So they must have changed that. But the run times weren't much different. So I'm not sure how how that how that worked out. If they went all the way to the top of the hill, I don't really know. Um, but that's, yeah, but that's pretty pretty epic bike ride. That, that bike course is pretty hard. So Awesome. Um, now, Iona Schutz, thank you for asking. Um, I downhill ski in the winter and that makes me miss some sessions. Which sessions should I prioritize and which ones should be okay to miss? Oh, downhill. That's so cool. We had um, Nicola Spurig, the Olympic gold medalist. I think she's two-time Olympic gold medalist. She did a lot of that, um, but she did cross-country, not downhill. And I know downhill is still taxing. I think cross-country is probably more endurance. I'm not really sure, but um, I'm not a skier, obviously. But um, I would say that you you would probably um, prioritize your weaknesses if you have them. So if swimming is your weakness, definitely work on the swim. Um, that would probably be the time to, if you're prone to injury, maybe reducing the running a little bit. Um, even if that's your weakness, um, you have to be really careful with the run. But if you're not prone to injury, um, then I would probably say most people are weak swimmers. It will really depend on what your weakness is. So if it's a swim, definitely prioritize a swim. If it's a run, be mindful to prioritize it because you obviously don't want to be doing more running than normal. Um, and I feel like for me, the bike, I could get away with a little bit more, but it's all individual. Like if the bike is your weakness, you want to prioritize your bike. So I would say that um, let us know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And if you're solid on all three, then um, – Gosh, I would say I wouldn't be prioritizing run that early in the season. Um, that because then it's gonna probably lead more likely to lead to injury than any other any other um, leg. So I would say uh, prioritizing the swim and the bike, perhaps. Um, but it would depend on what your kind of what your strengths are and your weaknesses are. So I'm um, assuming they changed the run course at 70.3 as I qualify because of you and series plan on Chatty 70.3. Oh, that's so awesome. So, so Masumi is one of our athletes and she qualified because we gave her the 70.3 Chattanooga plan. We had her on that and she smashed that race. It was unbelievable. And um, she's saying, my hat's off to the two of you. Couldn't have done it without you. Oh, I didn't expect that. Thank you so much, Masumi. You killed it. It was all you. And this girl, she works so hard. Like she has her own little company, a jewelry company that she makes, like handmade jewelry. It's really cool stuff. Um Masumi, put your site on there too, your website, if you have one. She makes really cool jewelry out of like some of it's out of, I don't know if all of you it is out of that, but I, there was like a chain, like a proper bike chain. She made like um, wrist, uh, sorry, bracelets out of that and all sorts of amazing cool stuff. 
So that's cool, Musum. If you have a link to that or your Instagram, let us know because it's rad stuff. She just does that for fun on the side as well as training for Ironman 70.3N. Um, <laughs> she also works her ass off night, like really early and late shifts. I, I believe it's early start, like four or five. Um, at Trader Joe's, one of my favorite places to shop. I see her there um, working her butt off while she's trying to train. And we had to really sh like juggle her training because she's literally working from four in the morning till like, two or three and then the day's gone you know she doesn't have much daylight left so when does she get her sessions in and it's I could not train um when I get home from work at two o'clock if I'm up at three or four getting ready for work that's just crazy but she did it and she proved that she could do it and qualify for worlds and then that's just amazing it's amazing um no worries no no worries Iona all right any other questions you guys happy Halloween by the way I should be team Halloween but I'm not we had um over 400 people at Believe Ranch and Rescue yesterday with all our horses. It was amazing. And um, we had kids rides and horse rides and um, ATV rides. And we had an amazing team of volunteers and helpers um, bringing awareness to horse rescue, but also letting them love on the horses. And it was just so incredible to have these kiddos coming that normally wouldn't be able to afford or experience something like this being on a ranch and getting to hang out with the horses. It was awesome. So forgot to say happy Halloween, but um, give you a couple more minutes. I don't see any more questions, but we will be doing, oh, last thing, <laughs> Ambassador, we don't have the link yet. So you guys watching that are Tri Club members, you're going to get early access. I think Becky called it early, early bird special access. We have an ambassador program now, and it is by far the best deal in the whole of the world. I actually truly believe that. And if you can better it, um, let me know because we will give you it for free because I really don't think anyone and Adam, maybe you can have a look at this and let us know. So this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a Team Series Tri Club custom race kit. You can even get your name on the bum. Um, you're going to get a one-year membership to Team Series Tri Club. Here we go. Okay, one-year membership, full year. And you're going to get a premium training plan so if you're already in team series tri club so that's valued it if you bought it off training peaks it would be about five hundred dollars um you're gonna get it for way less than 500 for the entire thing if you went and bought a tri club kit so if you went and bought a uh, race kit right now anywhere online from the good quality um this is a really good quality company that we're using if you went and bought one online it will probably cost you 250 to 300 dollars but you are getting all that value for $349. It's over $850 value. And that will include an entire year membership, a premium training plan and a tri kit. And honestly, that's basically like buying a tri kit. And for an extra hundred bucks, you get a full premium training plan, 70.3 Ironman or Olympic 16 week or 23 week, which is normally $200. Um, Plus the year of membership, which would normally be $37 a month, which is usually $444. Um, and as the kit is at least usually $200. So we're going to do that for $349 because we just want to have as many people be able to get it as possible. And we also would love you representing our club in your kit, but it's ambassadors and only ambassadors. So um, you have to be, you have to wear the kit when you're racing um, to be an ambassador. And we're going to open that up in about two weeks. We're going to give um, early bird. We're going to limit the numbers. We're limiting it to a hundred. So 
all of Team Super Strike Club get first access um, and the guys that enter the uh, coaching prize package and then we'll open up to everybody else if there's any left available. But you can't really do any better than that because you guys that are paying $37 for the monthly subscription, um, that's already 444 bucks a year. So you're saving 100 bucks, getting a free kit and a free training plan. And boom, there you go. If you can beat that, let me know. But I really don't think you, anybody can beat that. I've seen where everybody else and we just decide to undercut and do a better offer than any race teams out there. Um, and we really know that we're bringing a ton of value. So we're excited to offer you that. Um, it's more about being able to provide for as many people as possible with a really low price and still be able to give them good quality. The kits are very, very, very good quality. And it's about a six to eight week turnaround. So really exciting. Look out for that. Um, will there be a race kit for my marathon? We have um, Team Series Tri Club um, shorts available already on the store, but we have a, uh, a singlet, um, a Miami Marathon singlet available. Becky, you might want to need to add Nadine to that. I'm not sure why she's not on our WhatsApp group either. But uh, anyone running the Mar Miami Marathon with me, we have 12 weeks left. And if you're not in the Miami Marathon group and you'd like to join, let me know. We have 12 weeks left and we have these awesome – um, I have to try and find it now. We have these unbelievable cool singlets that um, are available. Uh, let's have a quick look. Um, here they are. So these are one off and they're made by base and they're, they're going to be $53 plus um, postage. Now, we obviously don't make any money on that. That's the, and obviously men's as well. That's the singlet, Nadine, that we're getting. So there you go. And congratulations, woman, on your amazing, 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 amazing efforts. You're amazing. So, so proud of you. Um, Teams with Tri Club, there you go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so they're going to be available. We'll make sure that we have you on the list because I don't know why you're not on the WhatsApp, but we'll make sure we add that to you. What company makes kits? Can't reveal that yet. I can't reveal the company, um, but it is a close friend and it is extremely high quality and you'll get to see what it looks like all 3D as well. So it's a new technology. Um, so we will let you know about that, but I can't I can't announce that yet. Sorry, um, but we'll have that available. And as I said, if you're if you're a member, you'll get the link early, a week early. And if you entered the coaching um, coaching prize, um, if you registered for that and missed out, you also get access a week early. So, but we have limited numbers. So hopefully we still have some available for the public as well, but pretty awesome deal. Um, thank you everybody. Thanks for being on. And um, any other questions, let me know, just reach out, DM me on here. Of course, my Tri Club athletes can just post on the Facebook page. We do Facebook private chats for anybody that's not in the club that's watching. We do a private chat every single week. We have huge discounts from 25 to 40% off uh, Zone 3, um, F2C, Hyper Ice, Hyper Vault, Rudy Project, Quintana Roo, um, and more. So it's just worthwhile just for those, those deals. So there you go. Um, all right. Thank you so much, everybody. Have an amazing evening. Adzi Gordon, thank you for being on. Nadine, congratulations again. Masumi, congratulations. And um, see you guys next week, actually the week after. Okay, bye. Thanks for joining us on the Beck and Series show. Be brave, be you, shine on.